Welcome to the Life After Life podcast, where we explore our soul's physical and non-physical journey. I'm Majana. Let's discuss angels, guides, and loved ones from the other side. Hello, friends. So good to see you in my mind's eye. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you. Well, I know that so many of us are stepping into that, at least acknowledging that feeling that we're supposed to be doing something different, even though we don't necessarily know what something different is. And here's what's showing up now across the board. All right, universe, I said, okay, so now show me what I'm supposed to be doing. And you might tune in and get your own guidance or follow your heart and your passion, which is key right now, by the way, that's what all the soul teams are saying. What is your passion? You've been denying yourself too long. Step into it. But here's the catch. There always seems to be one of those, right? The catch is, even if it's our passion, we've put it off for so long, we don't necessarily feel equipped to step into that. Then that's when our self-limiting beliefs step in. And now, you know, we usually associate that with subconscious because our subconscious mind can play a huge part in self-limiting beliefs. Well, here's the very cool thing about this. So go back to the soul's journey, right? Step away a little bit, get some distance and higher vision here. When you came into this lifetime and your soul said, I'm going to allow myself to grow in this area and have some experiences, aka growth opportunities, to expand, to to learn these, to practice compassion or empathy or understanding or self-confidence, or boundary setting, or that limitless supply of opportunities that we have. This is so amazingly brilliant at giving us those opportunities. Some of them are pre-planned, and we have options as to how we're going to deal with those. How will we get to our learning opportunities? And that's one thing our soul guides do, our spirit guides, is help us if we start straying off that path. They kind of nudge us along to make sure that we are getting the lessons that we want to get in this lifetime, having those experiences. All right, so if the universe is so amazing at setting what we perceive in the human form as boundaries or obstacles, those moments that we don't enjoy and those moments, (laughs) I say that lightly, it can be extended periods of time. That can even be what is called often the dark night of the soul, right? The real challenges that you go through thing. Not only does our higher self or our larger soul, whatever your term is, set us up with these opportunities to learn and grow, it also, or we also set ourselves up with all the tools that we need to overcome those opportunities. And if we aren't born with those tools, just as they set up opportunities for us to encounter growth opportunities, they set up opportunities for us to learn those tools along the way that we will need. Here's an analogy that came to me, oh, one day when I was thinking about this. It's like, let's say you were born, and as an infant, you had this little like hammer attached to your side. And nobody thought anything of it. Everybody comes equipped with certain tools attached to them. Yours happened to be a hammer. 
So throughout your life, you just seem to constantly be running into something that was sticking out that would catch you. You might walk by and it catches your hair, it catches your clothes. There's just constantly something like, I don't know, nails or something that would serve as nails in life that snag you, slow you down, cause you pain, get your attention. And it's incredibly irritating. And when that happens, you're like, ah, how many times am I going to get caught on this thing? So you look around, you might pick up a rock and push the thing out of your way. Another time you might use your shoe, you might use a stick, you know, you're looking around for it. What is, what will meet my needs to get that obstacle out of my way and quit causing me issues? Then one day you happen to reach down and you're like, oh wait, there's this thing. You become aware of this very tool that you were born with, but you've been oblivious to the whole time because it's just part of you and you were used to it and overlooked it and really never gave it any attention. And you start looking at that tool and you're thinking, wow, this might work. So now you start using that tool to push those obstacles out of your way, to drive them into whatever they're sticking out of. So, wow, what do you know? A hammer happens to be a great tool for those nails in life. But until you were ready to realize that that's what that hammer could be used for, you just overlooked it. It was was a gift that you gave yourself at birth, but it's like we can't see the forest for the trees because it's part of who we are. It's like if you could trade bodies with somebody else, you know, a body swap, somebody would come into your body and they would be like, dang, check this out. Look at all these superpowers I have. I never even knew this was a possibility. And you're in their body doing the exact same thing because we each have our own superpowers that we were gifted with at birth to help us along our journeys. And the other cool thing is we are also gifted with the ability to attract like-minded people, people along a similar journey as our own. And I just don't believe in coincidental meetings. If you meet someone and you really resonate with them, It could be a past life that you know them from, or it could just be that, you know, there's, what's that saying? Reason, season, or lifetime. You're meeting that person because you have something that they need and vice versa. You're here to gift each other and learn from each other. Maybe your friendship hasn't spanned the millennia, but right now it is a priceless connection. So take that time to get to know somebody. And I think those things might even be happening a little more frequently right now. On one hand, we feel like COVID has slowed things down to the point that we're really ready to ramp it back up a little bit. But at the same time, a lot of things in life has sped up. And I think that all of this, again, is beautifully orchestrated because we needed some downtime. We needed to get back in touch with ourselves and feel those nudgings that it's time to move on to something else. It's, go, it's time to go to the next level. Is supporting us, as always, in bringing those people into our lives. So take note, it's very possible that we will be meeting like-minded people because it's time for us to up our game a little bit. And what we think of as the veil is thinning. So more and more people are expanding their awareness, working on their intuitive abilities, Even people who have never given this 
any credibility whatsoever. You know, this is just woo-woo and all of the thoughts they had around it. Things are happening in their life that don't necessarily fit into their old paradigm. And so they're having to question it. They are getting some intuitive prompts that just can't be denied. They're actually feeling presences of their soul team that can't be denied. So the cool part of all this is this is just making new tools more accessible, more opportunities available for us to make connections and work on the gifts that we were given. We're learning to tune into our own gifts and see the trees in the forest. All right, so once you find these new tools, whether they are discovered by yourself or you learn them through interaction with others, you have to start practicing them. And practicing is the key word, right? Even though our energy level is increasing, our ability to connect on this higher level is increasing. It still takes practice because it's new territory. It's unfamiliar ground. So you need to be patient with that and build self-confidence, trust, but build self-confidence. And this is where the whole self-limiting beliefs can come in too. So again, this is where some shadow work might be woven in. Why do I have these self-limiting beliefs? Why do I think I'm not good enough to do this? Let's look at it this way. If the universe is so loving and so supportive that in all the wisdom, put these growth opportunities in your life that you could grow into and practice the tools, which by the way, they also put into your life. Do you really think there's not going to be a safety net there? Do you really think the love and wisdom of the universe is setting you up for failure? Of course not. You might decide you need to fail, but if you trust and step into it and gain confidence and keep practicing and listen to yourself, listen to your intuition, it is amazing what you can do, and where you can head with your newfound skills. And I just have to say, I have been honored with glimpses as to where we're headed. Like the kids of today, especially the babies, we're talking about, you know, 20 years into the future now. But the amazing things that will be happening. I mean, yes, this happens every decade and the farther out you go, the more radically things change, right? Especially around technology. So think about the jobs that were available now that were not even conceived of 10 and 20 years ago. So of course that's going to happen again in the future. But seriously, some of the visions that I get, some of the images are pretty, well, sci-fi. And my thinking is, all right, if I'm having to go through this piece of it, I really want to be here for that payoff because that's going to be phenomenal. All right. So then that led me thinking about where are we headed? And, you know, when this whole shift started, I was really, really optimistic thinking, okay, the whole globe is increasing its energy, its vibration level, which is true overall. I mean, there are pockets that maybe are more resistant but humanity in general definitely is on the increase. What I, again, really didn't think about is that we don't necessarily all continue on this journey. There are people that are going to plateau, and I think we're hitting that first plateau already. We're there, that there are some people that are just like, okay, I'm done. I have increased my level of frequency, all that I'm going to for this lifetime, sold predetermined this and they're just going to stop 
and there are people that will continue on that journey. So as wonderful as it would be for everybody to continue, I just don't think that's going to happen. So then it becomes, again, who are we responsible for? We can't control other people. We can only control ourselves. Which brought up a whole other point for me. Control. (laughs) Because we do often want to control at least aspects of, especially the people we love, the people, our friends, the people we associate with. Because when we see them do what we think is self-damaging behavior or not moving, not growing the way we think they should, we want to intervene. And we just can't do that. That's not what we're here for. And there are relationships and friendships that struggle because of that. That doesn't make it right or wrong. We're supporting each other on our journey regardless. But that has shown up pretty frequently as well when I'm working with people in sessions, there might be a significant other in their life in whatever capacity, and they, it's become a dysfunctional relationship. Maybe there's abuse or neglect or an addiction of whatever kind, and it might not even be anything that severe, but for one reason or another, some person, somebody in the relationship often feels responsible for the other person's happiness. And I think when we've been with people for a while, we don't even realize that because we love them and we fall into this caring for them cycle and it might become a codependency. It might become habit. And maybe this has been going on for quite some time and it was okay, but it's not okay now. The caregiver is now feeling trapped or used or just feeling a lot of angst because they know they're supposed to be doing something different, but their love for that person or their sense of responsibility is holding them back. So the question is, are you personally responsible for someone else's happiness? Where is the line between enabling and empowering? And that sometimes is muddled, and that is showing up as you're each feeling pulled the other way. Because, you know, if someone is really taking care of all of your needs and you don't have to be responsible or accountable or exert the energy or learn your life lessons, that's pretty dang easy. And it's hard to say, oh, no, 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 let me change and do this for myself now. And sometimes they don't know how or they think they don't know how. But refer back to the beginning here with the tool belt. They have the tools they need. And then on the other side, the person that's been the caregiver from love and kindness, supporting and taking care of this person is now feeling really drawn to step into what they're really here for. Maybe up until this point, that's exactly what you were supposed to do. You were loving and giving and even selfless, perhaps. And you put your own wants and needs and desires on the back burner because that was your agreement with this person. But now you're really feeling drawn like... I need to do something else because it's time. This part of your soul path is taking you elsewhere and it's time for that person to become empowered. Now, please don't get me wrong. I'm not saying ditch your relationships. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is honor your own spiritual tools and guidance. Honor what you're feeling. And if we all do that, remember there's no personal greater good. If you're feeling really, really claustrophobic or stuck in a situation and you just have this 
serious nudge to move and do something different, then that means that for you to move into something different is going to be so incredibly empowering for you and such a new way of being to help you along the next part of your journey. And at the same time, it will help you be empowering for others as well. And remember that empowering and learning those lessons isn't always pleasant and fun, especially getting up the courage to step into them. But we love and support each other along the way. And when I look at energy for this year, I will say already I've had a couple of sessions with people and the energy just feels lighter. It just feels lighter than it did last year. I'm not going to make predictions. I don't do that. I don't like I don't do future readings because the future is too ambiguous and too many factors that change it. I'm just saying that the overall energy feels lighter and more clear. And I think part of the heaviness of last year was us facing our stuff, doing some shadow work and that coming up to the surface. And that doesn't mean it's over. It doesn't mean like, whoo, I grew through that and I am done. It just means sometimes taking those first steps are the hardest steps. And then you get momentum and you're learning and growing and loving and getting results and the greatness starts showing up and that's when it's exciting. And then you start, your energy's higher and you start meeting like-minded people and there's new friendships and new support and the momentum is fun and fabulous and wonderful. And that just feels a little bit more like this year. I love being the bearer of good news. All right, friends, I hope that gives you some food for thought. And if you had any doubt about honoring yourself, just do it. (laughs) It's about love yourself and self-care and whatever you've been neglecting and you're finally stepping into it, step into it with gusto. I have been doing sessions still during COVID and those are truly the highlight of my life. I love meeting you one-on-one on Zoom and I record the sessions for you and send you the recording and also an MP3 audio And some people come into the session with very clear ideas about questions or topics they have. And some people are like, I don't know, what have they got to share with me? Either way is great because either way, your guides are going to tell you exactly what it is that you need to hear. And I never know who's showing up. Sometimes it's your angels and guides, goddesses. Those are typically present. Sometimes loved ones show up. It is all very free flow. A question I often get is, which session do I book? And honestly, it doesn't matter to me. The ones I have available are one hour, one and a half hour, and two hour. So it really just comes down to how much time do you want to spend? Obviously, the longer the session, the more in depth it goes. But even in the one hour, the first information that's going to come through is what you need to know the most. Again, your guides are beautiful at making sure you get the information that you need to get. So I would love to meet with you. You can find out all information for both Thomas and for me and everything that we have available on the website, soulfoodtalks.com. And I love and appreciate each of you tremendously. Until next time, namaste.